Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and we are continuing our Spiritual Tuesdays. Um, Linda, I'm so excited because we have a guest today. Uh, I'm not quite sure how he ties Buddha, Darwin, and Einstein together, but he does. Uh, He's put a book together called The Collapse of Materialism, Visions of Science, Dreams, and um, of God. And it kind of goes along with our whole one mind, you know, when we had Ross on uh, last year, uh, she talked about oneness, and we've had a lot of uh, guests on as part of our Spiritual Tuesdays that talk about, you know, one thought, one mind, one entity, one, you know, and I think of P- uh, Dr. P.M. H. Atwater, uh, the near-death experience lady, and talking about oneness, and I, I love that we have all these different, like, roads that lead to the top of the mountain. They're different voices, different viewpoints, but yet they all track back to that that same oneness that we talk about each week just with different artists and authors and experiences? Well, we'll see. You know, I, I actually, um, I don't understand what, what our guest is going to, is trying to do, but after talking with him, I'm sure I'll have a better idea. The thing with oneness and the thing with spirituality, I think the simpler, the better. You know, for, first of all, people have to understand you know what they're what they're reading, what they're hearing, what they're feeling, and the less complicated it is, the better. That well, or maybe it's just simple people like me. But I like the simpleness. And and um, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle, who I really really like, um, and he is the Power of Now and several other books. Um, but he has a new book, and I know oneness is in the title, but I don't remember the title. And it's just about it, it's about your. It, about that relationship, it's about the oneness, about living in the moment, about getting out of your head and just, you know, just seeing, feeling where you are. I, and so that to me is simple and I, I get it. Um, when it gets too complicated, you lose me, so we'll see. Well, I, you know, I agree with you. I'm a big Eckhart Tolle fan, and I own all his books, and I reread them over and over because even though they're simple, simple conveyance of information it's like you like eating a brie on a cracker it's like you can't wolf the whole thing down not like eating a bag of chips i have to read and reread and you know his stuff on stillness and presence and the power of now and and you know his meditation stuff all of that is um uh 
it's hard for me to 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 get it because I can get it in my head, Linda, but getting it in my heart, getting it in my gut, making it part of my being, part of my practice, um, is one of the things that I've worked really hard with some of these people that we've had on our show. Um, you know, the psychics and the healers. They've all helped me connect my head, my heart, and my gut because what I found was that intellectually I could understand and process this stuff, but it was like reading reading a spreadsheet i didn't really get it into my wallet and change my spending habits and so um one of the things i'm really excited about this season is is really integrating my heart and my being and my soul and my gut into the things that i'm learning and making practical changes that that i can really sink my teeth into and so i'm excited because this is a it's a different way to think of things even just the title of it i had to really you know sit down and think about well the collapse of materialism which sounds counterintuitive because we're as a society more more materialistic than ever well as i said i don't get it so i'm going to have to listen and then you know and, and ask questions and find out more what it you know what it's about and and spiritual spirituality again is something that you have to feel you have to experience it's not a head trip it's a heart trip and um, I'm like you, it's very hard for me to get out of my head uh, and really just experience it. But, you know, I'm doing it in small little bits. And Eckhart Tolle said something very um, that, very important, I think, and I certainly related to me. And he talked about, you know, a lot of people are meditating. And meditating is good, but some people have trouble meditating because it's, you know, usually 20 minutes and, you know, all these thoughts keep flying into your head. And he said he really doesn't meditate. What he does is several times during the day or when it's necessary, he'll just stop for 30 seconds. He'll just be completely in the now, feel what he's experiencing, and and then even if it's just his breath for 30 seconds, and then that's that's fine because that that you know kind of renews him. And I really like that because I can. I like that 30 second bit because I, <laughs> I can handle 30 seconds. I, I can actually think I can handle 30 seconds without my mind getting in the way. So, and I've talked to other people that don't meditate but do it that way. Um, and, you know, they, they agree that, you know, that is a very, very, um, productive way to, you know, go through your day just having these little 30 second breaks. Well, okay, that would not work for me. I just, you know, because <laughs> I, I would have a hard time with that. I wouldn't even remember to take the 30-second breaks. But I agree with you that we all have to find out what works with us because I've been trying um, this meditation experiment that started with a couple friends of mine in September where we agreed every day to meditate from September to March, September 1 to March 1 and see how our lives changed. And um, I will be honest with you, the, the only thing I can do is these guided meditations. Like, I'm such a stump, I have to have some someone talk me through relaxing, like relax your feet, relax your arms, relax your eyeballs. I, I can't do it, or at least I haven't been able to achieve that on my own, but I can certainly put on my headphones and either get on my iPhone or my iPod and have someone tell me what to do. I'm still doing Gallagher's stuff or Gallenberger's stuff like three, four times a week, every time I need a tune up or I'm feeling low or whatever. So I think you're right in, in that we've all got to find out what works for us. Absolutely. I mean, we're all very, we're all individuals. We all have different lives. We all have, 
you know, different different things that are important to us. And I I I like the thirty second thing. And and if the thirty seconds becomes a minute, that that's that's fine. Um, but I, um, you know, I I have to. I don't know. It's, it's something that you just you just have to feel, and you kind of know when something is working for you. You know, it, it's not and. It, you know, just because it's working for somebody else doesn't mean it's working for you. And you can't be dogmatic to say, well, this is, this is the way. You know, you've got to do yoga and you've got to do me- uh, meditation and you've you got to, got to, got to, got to, because gottas don't work. It's just, it's something that, you, you know, you kind of work into your life and you'll know when, um, when you're responding, when your heart's responding. And, and it's a heart thing. It is. It is, but it's also a practice thing, too. Like, what I found, like, I wanted to take a minute here and talk about our dream incubation show we had last week. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, I've been hatching dreams like they're little chickens. Um, I wasn't dreaming for the longest time, and I, I, you know, used that book, Dreams 1, 2, 3, and J.M. DeBoard walked us through some intentional dreaming. I have dreamed more in the last week, Linda, than I've dreamed in probably 10 years. And, you know, he had talked about some of those apps. Um, that are out there and I found this dream app called dream on which has like like these uh, lucid dreaming uh, things that play like you plug your phone in put it in your bed you go to sleep it determines where you are in your REM sleep and then it plays music or plays I don't know what it does um, but Could you fall asleep I with will- these things in your ear no, no, you just put your phone, you plug it in, like for power, you lay it by your pillow, and you go to sleep. And what it'll do is it'll sense your body motion when you're getting into certain parts of REM sleep, and then I guess it plays some music or does something, I don't know. But I wake up with the most whacked out dreams. I mean, they're interesting, they're funny, they're entertaining, but I actually had to shut the thing off because I wasn't sleeping enough. I was exhausted by day four. It was like having my own movie theater going on in my head. Well, um, well that's it. So I, yeah, you know, and it's, it's technology, and it's still, it's still, you know, it's, it's. I don't know. Any time I fall asleep with the television on, I, you know, I wake up and it's not a good thing because not only the 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 the, the noise, but the but the light. And they say, you know, just you know, you're supposed to be in dark and you're supposed to be in quiet. And I, so I, I'm not good with. Uh, having my I don't even have my cell phone in the room so I'm not good with with having that because it it distracts me and it it, if I hear an an email come in and it dings it it, it'll wake me up oh and I'm the world's biggest test monkey you know I'll drink anything do anything try anything I had so much fun I almost called you except it would have been like four in the morning there in New York from LA going oh my god Linda I'm remembering dreams and some of them are really good you know some of them really give me guidance and direction and some of them are just crazy as the day is long so I think it's you know hit and miss but it's fun like for me if you like to be your own test monkey it was certainly a lot of fun he talked about in, uh, intentional dreaming. So it's setting an intention before you go to sleep. I'd like to have an answer to this, or I'd like to dream about this person, or, or you know, whatever you know your intention is. And then, uh, to me, that would be more interesting um, than just random because you know you're asking for something and it got delivered in the dream. Oh, I forgot about that part. I was just getting to go, okay, let's go for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. What are we going to dream about tonight? I mean, I will try to do that. I forgot about that part. He's yeah, I think that that's, that's important. Uh, but I usually fall asleep watching the television before I set my intention. So I have to maybe set it a little earlier. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, you know what? I've got to take us to commercial break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Franklin, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio. And when we come back from the break, we're going to solve the mystery of the title. We're going to talk with Philip Camella about the collapse of materialism uh, beyond Buddha, Darwin, and Einstein, uh, visions of science and dreams of God. How is that for a mouthful? So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. And then later on in the show, you're not going to want to miss this. We're going to bring on Doctors Nutrition from Texas to talk about some supplements that can help us not only feel better, but uh, tap into our own natural anti-aging. So more after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. This is... God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology, and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry, with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, 
ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And as promised, we are bringing on author Philip Camella. Now, Philip wrote a book called The Collapse of Materialism, Beyond Buddha, Darwin, and Einstein. And in the opening segment, I promised you guys we would somehow tie Buddha, Darwin, and Einstein together. So we're going to leave that up to Philip. But without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to him, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself and why he wrote this book. Uh, Philip? Meet the audience. Audience, meet Philip. Hi there. It's nice. It's nice uh, meeting you all, uh, and I'm very happy to be here with you to talk about all this. That's so great. So now you're a lawyer by background, educational background, North Shore Chicago or West Side Chicago. What propelled you to write this book? Because I can't. I can't say that the paranormal and philosophy of science and religion could go over like a, um, a, a home run hit in the legal community. <laughs> well, I'm, I have a degree in philosophy, uh, and so the idea for the book really, really came out of my college background. It started as a paper, you know, when you're young, ambitious, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, you think you could conquer the world and solve it all. And, and so I had that sort of dream in my first year of college when I read about quantum theory and the uh, idealist philosophers, and it, it just drove me to, to spend time trying to unite science and religion, and that is really the quest that a lot of people are on. It's something that is bubbling up on the surface all the time. And so since that college uh, uh inspiration. I, I wrote a paper. It was never finished. And I worked on it for the next 30 or 40 years and out popped the collapse of materialism. So this is really the outcome of a unfinished college paper. So let me get this straight. You write the first draft of the book in 1974. It's now 2014. It's been percolating in there since, you know, you got your degree in philosophy. You went to law school. You practiced law for 25 years and boom, out popped pops the book. Is that correct? Well, it's something like that. I took a sabbatical from a job uh, about 10 years ago, and I wrote, I wrote most of the substance of the book. I mean, in college, I only wrote a, a paper. It was maybe a 10, 20-page paper with the outline, and I just didn't know enough, frankly, to, to um, write about all of these topics because I'm trying to uh, do a, one sh- a, a one-stop shopping here. I'm trying to present a different way to look at the world, uh, but, but I'm trying to give it in one package so people don't have to read 10 different books. They can pick up one book and say, okay, this is going to give you an alternative perspective on the same things that modern science tells us about and religion tells us about. Now, let's look at this stuff in a new way with an open mind, okay? And so I did, so I have taken various breaks from work. I'm still practicing law. But I have taken various breaks to write different uh, versions of, and it's been through, you know, 50 to 100 drafts. So, but, but it's, it's like anything else. It's a lifelong project. I'm sure I will be doing new additions, but the argument is there, and, and the argument will stay, stay coherent like it is. I think it will only grow in strength as we go on. Philip, I want to ask you a question. Um, you're telling us that you, you're, this book, you're trying to kind of merge religion with science so that, you know, we can, we can see the similarities. Now, 
you say religion. Um, what about spirituality, or what in your? Uh, what do you think the difference is between religion and spirituality? And does the book cover spirituality as well? Well, I think that's a good question, and a lot people use you know the terms, particularly religion and spirituality, to mean all sorts of things. Fundamentally, I mean spirituality. I think that spirituality, to me, is more of an inner sense of something beyond, some, some greater power. And then we have various people throughout history, such as uh, Moses, Jesus Christ, Muhammad, who have had these personal experiences and written books or given teachings, and, and we build religions upon them. And those religions become institutionalized. Okay? Right. I, I'm not a big fan, and no offense to anybody, of institutionalized religions, but I do think there's truth there. But, but basically, in order to do this, in order to have a new way of looking at things, we have to incorporate religions. We have to incorporate the, 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 uh, the text, the Bible, the Koran, the teachings of religion. So I think we need to strip down a lot of the institutional pictures and get at what these things really mean. And I think what they really mean is what spirituality is, which is this connection to the divine. So, so that's the yes. way I would put it. Yes, and, and without all of the rules and all the dogma that sometimes religion uh, provides, this is sort right. of your, your personal relationship with the, with the power in you. Right, right. I think we have to strip away exactly the dogma, the terminology, and the preconceptions. I mean, I'm sure on this show you've had a lot of people who talk about spirituality, about, uh, about joining with the one, and about having personal revelations. These are all personal experience that each of us individually articulate because we have them ourselves. And this is it's a feeling that we try to put into words. But, but we, so it's called by different names. But at the end of the day, I think it really is. It's some kind of a connection in our soul with something greater. It's very, very similar to what the Hindus talk about, Atman, the self, joining with Brahman, God. It's this, it's this overlay of the self with something beyond us. And I don't like to dress it up in New Age lingo, because this is something that I think is right front and center in front of all of us. I like to make it as practical as possible. This is real. I do think that there's something more to us than the material bodies. Some people may disagree, but I think that the evidence is building and building that the mystics, the spiritualists have been right. There is more to this world than the mechanical universe that science teaches us is all that exists. And that's really the premise of this book. Amen. I think you're preaching to the choir, Sandra. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, preaching to the to the choir. Um, well, I have a, a couple of questions for you because when I see your title, the collapse of material, um, sorry, materialism, I think that's really interesting and timely. When I think of like what's going on with the oil prices, you know how you know we've been such an uber consuming society. The materialism that affects us just with our own bodies of can we be thinner or taller you know genetically modifying our children or pumping them full of growth hormone drugs so they'll be the next um you know kareem abdul jabbar um when you came up with the title did you want it to be purposely 
um, not that it's purposely vague, but you know, when I first saw your book and I, 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 I got a copy of it and I have a copy right here. Um, it's, I couldn't tell what your book was about. Visions of science, dreams of God was intriguing, but can you talk to me a little bit about why you titled the name the way you did? Because I thought it could be, at first I wasn't sure if this was a finance book, if this was going to be about the wall street markets until I saw like visions of science, dreams of God. So I'm just curious. I think that's a good question, and probably uh, the the most blunt answer is that the publisher um, liked this title. The Another answer is that the, the kind of materialism that I'm talking about is scientific materialism. Now, it's, it's interesting, I think, that economic materialism, if you think it through, is connected to scientific materialism. This book Absolutely. is about the mechanical world picture, but it's all connected because you go from, in very simple terms, you go from scientific materialism, which says that all that exists are things, particles, and that all emotions reduce to, to stuff, that there's no purpose in the world, that we're really out for ourselves. There is none of this spiritual unity. It's all a bunch of quackery. Okay, that's what science teaches. But when you think about it, if you adopt that position, which is that all that exists are particles that were separate beings, then people will, look at, will only look out for themselves. They will separate themselves and build their own castles, will, will, will want to be kings and queens of their own empire. So it does lead to division, and I think it does lead to materialism, economic materialism. But this is not an economic book. No, it's not an economic book, but it definitely has corollaries and ties. And I think, you know, you said something in your book about material scientists look for out in the world, count for Immanuel Kant placed uh, in the mind. The mind organizes reality, not the laws of nature. And I thought about how much we have as consumerism, what we're fed, you know, through multimedia, um, you know, all the different avenues. And then here's this one lone voice, the collapse of materialism, kind of tying a lot of this stuff together and challenging. Challenging um, some of the the different beliefs that we had, and you know anybody that brings up Hubble and and the Big Bang theory is also you know high on my list because this is just like I will tell you, Linda. Some books I like because they're really thin and skinny and they get to the point. Uh, the collapse of materialism is kind of an egghead delight. I'm sure nobody has ever referred to your. <laughs> book that way, uh, Philip, but it truly is an entertaining mental read. Like if you really like to think this book will help you think, um, I'm going to come back after the break, uh, Linda and I, and we're going to talk more about your book. Our guest today is Philip Camella, The Collapse of Materialism, Visions of Science, Dreams of God. Philip, can you tell our listeners, uh, where, uh, they can purchase your book and then I'm going to take us to commercial break. Yeah. The best place would be Amazon or barnesandnoble.com, because I'm not sure what bookstores the, the listeners would be around, but that's that's the place. I also, I also have a website, which is called thecollapseofmaterialism.com. Uh, so, that, so that would be the best place to find the book. Excellent. Okay. Well, we are here. This is Powered Up Talk Radio. We're already halfway through our show. So if you've missed the first half of this show, or you'd like to listen to the 60 or so odd episodes we have that have to do with spirituality, love, sex, muni, love, anti-aging, Linda, we really cover it all. We cover uh, it all. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do. You can check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on Powered Up Talk Radio. You can check us out on Toginet, T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com, powered by Global Broadcasting Networks Incorporated. You're going to want to come back and hear more from Philip after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Welcome to Podcasting by Professionals. My name is Keith with Radio Links Broadcast Marketing, and I am here today to introduce you to five top industry pros who will teach you everything you need to know to start your own professional podcast. At the end of the course, we think you'll be well on your way to becoming an expert host of your own show. By the way, please do visit our website. It is podcastingbyprofessionals.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out MarkLipinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our guest today is Philip Camella. He's the author of The Collapse of Materialism, Visions of Science, and Dreams of God. And he talks about um, a lot of different things. Uh, changes in our thought processes and that our accepted information um, really needs to change and really needs to to be thought about in a different way. And Linda had a great question on the break that I'd like to share with the listeners today. Linda, can you ask Philip the question you asked him on the break? Because I thought it was great. Sure. Um, I, I I like to hear about personal experiences. I know um, the women in our, our our listeners like to hear that too. Um, after doing all the research for your book and putting the book together, I would be interested in how that impacted your life, your personal life. What changes have occurred, you know, with you? Yeah, that's yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, first of all, I have this deep driving desire to live in a better world. It may sound corny, but that's, that's it. And it's also to, to live long, to stay young longer. I have all the dreams that most people do. I, I was raised by my mother, essentially. My father died at a young age. Uh, I, I went through sort of the 
the tail end of the quote-unquote hippie generation where people were talking about revolution, changing the system. I don't know if any of you remember that. But oh, yeah. that was that that was the mantra and it sort of it sort of petered out in a way. There's still a lot of people I think who are grounded in that era, including me, and I took that to heart. And I always thought the way to change the system is the way is to change the way we think. And the only way to do that is to get to the bottom of everything. You know, and even though I mean this this book is deep, but I think it has to be deep sort of dig out those old entrenched dogmatic beliefs. And and what happened with me when I was writing this is that it's sort of like a jazz musician who is in, um, improvising. I was constantly coming up with new ideas as I was writing. And it's sort of like a, a, the, the whole project inspired itself. And, and so that's one reason it took me a while to do it. Most of this book is inspiration, and it came, it came to me as I was doing it. And so, so, so beginning with that, that early time growing up, I was given the freedom to think for myself, very independent-minded mother, very strong-willed, uh, don't take things for granted, question everything. Think for yourself, put your mind to something and make it happen. That was ingrained in me, and I picked it up. And, and I think the fact that I'm just a, basically a normal person from Cleveland, uh, that, that I, I am an example of my own teaching because I have an open mind, and I said nothing's going to stop me from doing this. And so it took me a while, uh, and I had to do some various detours. And, of course, I have to make a living, too. But but I am I think I'm an example of making your dreams real by taking small steps every day and never giving up and and so this is this is my thing and other people have other aspirations goals whether it's a sonnet whether it's a TV show whether it's a radio show whether it's running a marathon or whatever but this is how I I have devoted my creative energy so that's sort of the summary. Of, of how I got to where I'm at today. Well, you 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 said that um, you, you know you had several desires and, and you know like and one of them which we all can relate to is is living a long life, but not just a long life, a healthy, joyful life. So, doing your research, have you come up with any nuggets um, that you're doing now that are going to help you achieve that? Yes, yes, I think that. There, to me, there is a vertical component, which is a depth, and there's a breadth component, which is which is brotherhood and morality. Okay. Now, so so what I'm saying in this book is that we are united at the core of our being, that we are really, truly a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood of humankind, that we are really God in physical forms, and the mm-hmm. way to combine ourselves and to increase the power over ourselves is to combine in physical form that which is united at the spiritual level. In other words, peace is, is, is still the goal of humankind. By, that's the breadth. By depth, I mean, the more deeply we understand this, such as somebody that meditates, the shamans, uh, the, the, the yogas, the people who, who, um, who feel in, within themselves, who have confidence, power, uh, positive thinking, intention, the more 
deeply we hold these beliefs, the, the better control we're going to have over ourselves. Example being the placebo effect. So what I'm saying, I'm not doing this just for an academic exercise. I think we need to scrape away, as I said, all, all these entrenched false beliefs that, pre- that are preventing us from living the lives we really can be. And that, and that you're exactly, I mean, don't get me wrong. I want to stay younger longer just like everybody else. But I think that it begins with the inner spirit. It does not begin with a better moisturizer. You know, so that, that maybe is a radical statement, but the, the no. moisturizers are still going to be necessary probably. But I'm saying if we really want to change ourselves, we've got to change that inner spirit, and it helps if we've got people along the journey with us because it builds up the critical mass. So I'm going to ask the million-dollar question that's been popping around in my head. How do you marry these beliefs with the practice of law? I mean, I really, not that I'm a lawyer. You know, I didn't go to law school. I went to business school instead. But I'm curious because I've had a lot of experience with lawyers, you know, in the the over 40 years I've walked this earth. And your belief system, your book, that all these things that you propose, I can see fly really well in the spiritual community and and in the intellectual and philosophical communities. How How did this make you a better lawyer? Did it make you a different lawyer? Did it cause you, you know, sleepless nights. I mean, not that all lawyers are bad. I'm not, not saying it that way, but it's just to <laughs> so practice. Not- <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, but to practice I law. Good jokes. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, I, that's a good question. And I look at the skill set of lawyer, uh, of being a lawyer. I'm not sort of like this, this, uh, lawyer incarnate, uh, person from, from TV, I'm looking at the skill sets. Lawyers are known for critical thinking, for being able to articulate an argument, for advocacy, for writing skills. And so I view lawyering as a way to make a living, but it also, it, it keeps my, it, it keeps me grounded. It makes me more practical. So the other thing that I think is very important is that, is the critical thinking part of this, which is that I I like to look at any science theory or religion and say, what's the evidence supporting it? And and what is the logical coherency of the argument? Just like I was cross-examining an expert. So when someone tells me about the inflationary Big Bang or the multiverse or dark matter, I raise my eyebrows and ask them, where's the evidence? And tell me how you came up with that theory. And, and, And so... The lawyering skill I use as an adjunct to the, to, to the critical part of this process. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't get in the way. I also have to say my law firm knows about this, and they're supportive because they don't control my personal life. So I haven't so put differently, Andrea, I haven't sold my soul to, to the legal profession. <laughs> No, no, I wasn't intimating that you were. I just know that, you know, within the practice of law, you know, there's so many different, um, there's so many different viewpoints. And and I I would think like, you know, if there was one guy in your your book, you could cross examine and bring him back from the dead, who would he be? And then I know Linda's got some more questions. (laughs) Well, you can answer that one if you want to. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I think, I think, I think Charles Darwin would be a lot of fun. I think Charles Darwin. I'd like to see him on the stand with you. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think, I think, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he he was actually uh, a pretty reasonable guy. Uh, I think that the folks following him have made it into into really unquestioned dogma. I mean, nobody wants to touch Darwin because they're labeled a creationist. It's really pretty amazing. But there's but there's a lot of great books, such as by Michael Behe, um, Darwin's Black Box is an example that really raised a lot of questions about Darwin. So I, so Darwin would be one of them. Um, I, I just I, have a question to sort of tie to tie this up. Um, when you you know, when you read the the books on spirituality and you 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 talk to all of the experts that we've had on the show, um, and just by your own personal experience, the one thing that they said is the most important, and the thing we're here to do is love. So, did love come anywhere in your research, or does it, or does it tie uh, in? Does it come in and out of of the things that you've found? Well, first of all, I have my own radio show, which I'm not sure whether we talked about. It's called Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, and I interview scientists and spiritualists as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy, uh, the, the gentleman I interviewed the other day, Roger Teal, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's really, he wrote a great new book. We talked about love just yesterday. It was oh, you know, okay. ironic, ironically, and I... It's it's amazing to me. I think it is a topic that uh, will that we could ponder, enjoy for the rest of eternity, because to me, love is sort of a a melting into the world, into the world, the person of your dreams, and and that's that. It, I mean, how does one define that term? And I've struggled with it, Linda. And and but but love has to be the answer, but I'm not, I've never satisfied with just saying those words, like, like a a Stevie Wonder song or something, you know, or a Beatles song. Well, I think love has to do with how you feel and your behavior uh, to yourself and towards other people. And it's, it's not, it's, um, it's just a, it's a feeling. It's a, it's a behavior. Right. You know, an an energy. right. Right. It's an appreciation for the miracle of living. And it's getting into the flow, and it's and so there's so many. I mean, if we could have more love in the world, that would that would solve all the problems. And <laughs> right. if anything else, if anything else, I think we need to point ourselves in that direction. At, at the same time, though, I think that we need to break down the the mechanical worldview of science, which is separating ourselves from each other because I think that will allow us to love each other more and not apologize for it. So so this all fits together. Yes. You guys, i got to take us to commercial break. Author Philip Camella, The Collapse of Materialism. Check him out on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You can also find him online with the dot-com by the same name. We're going to go to break now, and when we come back, we're going to visit with Doctors Nutrition and talk about some anti-aging secrets through nutrition. More Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Hey kids, do you think you're creative? Do you want to be? 
Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies? Or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski, right here on TogiNet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest, fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for? Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And as promised, we are going to talk about anti-aging, feeling the best you can possibly be through nutrition. And, Linda, you know, when we talked in the opening segment, I said I'm the world's greatest test monkey. Well, we're going to go at it again. Oh, well, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be at the store tomorrow buying loads of uh, different supplements. I will. I will do pretty much anything anybody tells me to do because I, I understand, you know, I just don't get it. I don't eat right. I don't sleep right. I don't take care of myself. Uh, Linda, you're living proof. You've watched me, you know, do this for years. Um, but I'm really excited to bring on uh, Dr. Lewis and Janet of Doctors Nutrition because they're going to take some mystery out of the supplements. Um, and I got to tell you, after reading about your website and reading about supplements, and I buy my supplements at Walmart. Walmart. I'm like, oh no, like what am I taking? And then I thought, you know what? I really don't know what I'm taking. So I'm going to go to Dr. Lewis first or Janet, whoever wants to answer. What's the difference between pharmaceutical grade and the stuff I buy at Walmart, Target, or Big Lots for that matter? Well, that's a good question. Uh, most of the supplements are like your ex-boyfriends that were toxic and harmful or just wouldn't work because they're put together very cheaply. Uh, the pharmaceutical, <clears throat> excuse me, the pharmaceutical grade stuff is what it, what's on the label, it has to be within 5% of that, where some of the other ones, even though it's a cheap, sometimes toxic form, can be only 9% or 140% of what's in the bottle. So all supplements are not the same just because of the chemical makeup. So how do you know what to take? Like, how do you know what to buy? Well, that is a good question. That's why we take the guesswork out of it by doing low-cost lab work. 
because based okay. on your lab results, we can tell what is missing or if you're taking the cheap stuff, if it's working. Oh, so, okay. So, so my blood will give you a picture of what's missing or what's not working. Cause I do, I take multivitamins. I take all this sort of stuff. Um, I don't even think about where I buy it in all honesty. Linda, what about you? Do you, what, you know, what do you take and, and do you, do you, where do you get your stuff? I mean, how do you make that decision? Well, I've, I've gone through the gamut. Um, but you know, yes, I do, I do take supplements every day. Uh, I've cut down a lot of them because I've tried to take the ones that I believe are the best for, you know, the age that I am and what I really need. So I may, I may take maybe 10 a day. And I don't take multi. I kind of uh, piece it out so that I'm, you know, I'm getting my omegas and I'm getting my G3s and I'm getting my ubiquinols. But, you know, and I'm trying to buy the, the best grade of the, uh, the ones that I'm taking. Um, but, you know, I feel terrific. So I don't know. You know, maybe if I wasn't taking them, I wouldn't. But it's hard to know um, what's doing it because I'm doing so many things. Um, it's hard to like un, un, uh, take the pieces of the puzzle away to know, to know you know, <laughs> where I'm, I'm uh, if I'm doing something right or wrong. But whatever I'm doing, it's working because I feel good. Yeah, um, interesting little story here. Um, I'm getting ready to go down to see my dad tomorrow because he's getting ready to have surgery on the carotid arteries. He uh, was taking my supplements also up until about six months ago, and I give him the supplements as my way of, you know, keeping my daddy alive. And um, he decided that about six months ago that he would go to get some over-the-counter products because he didn't want me spending the money on him. And from the summer till December, he went from having 60% blockage in his carotid arteries to 90%. Wow. And I ask him, what did you do? What happened? He goes, well, I went to the store and I started, I bought fish oil. And I said, why? He said, because I want you spending the money. He goes, I read the label. It was a good brand. And I said, the lab work shows, you know, you need, some people need krill, some need regular fish oil. And that's why we do the lab work, because it does show you that. And the things that we use actually move lab values. And it's certainly a good thing to feel better, and some people that take a lot of supplements are doing a good job. It's just, how do you know? Like some of the fish oils out of the Gulf of Mexico, and and it's not cleaned up as much as some others. You know, I saw a certificate of analysis on our fish oil the other day, and it's somewhere between 10 and 100 times cleaner than the standard. But it comes out of Sweden and Norway, so... So let me uh, ask you a question. If if people are taking, you know, the Vitamin Shop brands or whatever else, you know, the other brands that are around, um, is is it doing damage or is it just not doing any good? Some of them are actually doing some good, just not as much as it should. And there are some that are actually harmful, and I won't name any names, but one of the brands that's very, very well advertised and popular is actually the vitamin brand that showed that it kills you eight years sooner than if you took nothing at all. But then you've got to look at the studies in a scientific manner because the studies that they did a major study to poo-poo vitamins, well, they cherry-picked what they wanted, and the average age of the participant was 88, which they're closer to the pearly gates anyway. So you have to kind of look at it uh, in in a more truthful light. 
so some people are doing some good, and feeling good is always a good thing, but there are some things that will show up on lab that you don't necessarily feel until it's you know in a critical stage. And, and that was the comment my dad had was, well, I've felt good for these last six yeah. months. Well, your labs... So when, when, so the procedure is, if someone wants to start taking your brands, then they, what do they do? Send in a blood sample, or is they, it saliva? Uh, we use blood. We use LabCorp, so it's available across the country. And that's right. the gold standard of labs. And we run 11 right. different panels of lab where your medical doctor, most of the time they're testing either what you've asked them for because you have a symptom, or they're running two or three panels because their hands are tied because of our new health care they can run less lab now for the price. Um, we use, we do it at cost and do not involve insurance, so we run whatever we want. And we do it very inexpensively because that's appreciated by most people. But, you know, I read research till 10 o'clock every night, and basically being sick, and our nation just in last June got to the distinction of being dead last in overall health, um, we get sick because either we don't have enough nutrients to function at 100%. That's why I like the name of your show, Powered Up. It's like, yeah, well, we can give you more power. So you get sick because you don't have the nutrients to function at 100%, or you're so toxic that your body can't function and you don't have the nutrients in the food to actually detoxify. And that's why obesity and diabetes and Alzheimer's and dementia and cancer, heart disease are on the rise. Okay, I'm just horrified because I'm thinking, oh, my God, there's no way that my Sam's Club jug of fish oil is going to pass mustard. And I just bought a big <laughs> jug of it because it was like eight bucks for like, you know, a four-month supply. It's good and cheap, isn't it? It is good and cheap. Just yeah, I'm going to do that blood test, and you guys are going to be like, I'm one foot in the grave pulling dirt over my head at this point. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and that's what we do. We, we like to show people on lab. We don't charge for any consultation, so we go over all of it, and then we get you on the right products, and then we test it again three months down the road and show you where it's making changes. And, and you're already good. We're just going to make you better. Right. No, no, I'm not. I just, you know, I'm not good. I eat garbage. I've had so much chemical, you know, exposure along with, you know, treatment for for cancer when I was 13. I, I just, I'm terrified to have my blood tested by you guys, but I do have, I looked at my inbox and, you know, here from your office is the paperwork for the lab order. And, you know, I said I would be the test monkey for the show and I'm going to be the test monkey. <laughs> well, Tell it, me, because a lot of women um, are interested in, um, if you had to name the top three supplements to take after they've taken the, the test, but what are the three supplements that, that women can take that are the best to keep them feeling young, looking young, and kind of reversing the aging process if that's possible? I think one of the big ones, which they swear they're going to take it to heaven with them when they go, is something we have called DIM. It's diendol methane. And yes, what I take that. Okay. What brand are you? Well, I mean, is, I take, it, is it a I, good I brand? I go to a, 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 an anti-aging specialist, and that's all they do. Okay. So I have my blood tested with him every uh, six months, and you know he does. You know I'm on bioidentical hormones, so DIM is part of it. But I, so that I'm really glad to hear that. that no, that's a really good choice. <laughs> yeah, because that goes in and gobbles up the bad estrogens. It's a huge cancer prevention. Taking four DM is like eating sixty pounds of cruciferous vegetables, as far as the <laughs> anti-cancer. Uh, in fact, it has taken out the estrogen-mimicking hormones. Another huge one is um, a product we have called Alzheim. Uh, the Alzheim is di a digestive aid because a lot of people have 
bloating, belching gas, and that signs of you're not breaking your food down correctly. And um, the Alzheimer, we tell them to do two with each meal, and it actually helps. I always tell them the trains move through the tunnel better because you should be going to have a bowel movement as many times a day as you eat a meal. And people are like, well, I've never done that. I go once a day or I go once a week. Like, Ooh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like If you have three trains going through a tunnel, how many should be coming out on the other side? So, so, that, would, so that would be in the category of probiotics? No, it's a digestive no. enzyme. And, and digestive probiotics enzyme. do help with digestion, but it's, it's right. different. I would say okay. one of the popular ones is 5-HTP. And no, yeah. this is not the same thing you can get at Wally World. 5-HTP goes in to make serotonin in your GI tract, which by the time, actually 95% of it is in the GI tract. By the time it crosses the blood-brain barrier, they call it the peace of God in a bottle. It's used for mood, weight loss, and uh Sleep. Good sleep. Oh, I like that one. I know. Sign me up. Uh, sign me up on this. Okay. So we're about ready ready for commercial break. And you know me. I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. Can't wait to get my blood test. Can't wait to take this whole, you know, you know, bunch of things. I want to thank uh, Janet and Dr. Lewis for giving us the scoop on poop uh, for today's show. I'm going to take this lab core thing that you sent me. I'm going to march my little tushy down and get my blood tested. And I'm going to do it, um, too. And then oh, we have to have them back so we so that we can talk about the results on air. We would love Absolutely. to do that. Absolutely. So can we have a competition and see whose blood is better, mine or Linda? Okay. okay. <laughs> I just need to have that stuff sent to me, and you'll take care of that, Sandra. You just send me, and I will then I will do it as well. That's okay. Great. So we're going to have a blood competition between me and Linda. <laughs> <laughs> grade, I want an A plus, and Linda gets an A minus. No, I'm just teasing. Um, all right. Y'all both so, go on our website and fill out our health questionnaire, if you don't mind. It's doctorsnutrition.org. That'll get you started. That way we great. know what to order for lab. Great, great. Woo-hoo. Yay. All right. Thank you, Dr. Lewis. Thank you, Janet Lewis. We're going to have you guys back a couple times once after we take our test and get our supplements and then a follow-up a couple months later. For those of you that want to do this along with us, super cool. Go to doctorsnutrition.org, fill out your little form. They'll send you a slip to go get your lab work done, and hoo-hoo, you're on the way to better health. So uh, thank you guys for joining us today. This is Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin from Powered Up Radio signing off for another week. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and pro-